0: Hi, I'm Logan Allen from Netflix's Street Magnolias, and I'm here with Elias, and you're listening to Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, bro! Yo, it's here. It's here. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh,
1: I love the movies.
0: Comedy and more. From deep inside the man cave, your host, Elias.
1: Logan, welcome to the cave.
0: All right, thanks for having me.
1: How are you, man? What's new with you?
0: It's been going great, man. You know, know, obviously... Uh, with everything going on in the world right now, uh, it's been kind of kind of crazy. But obviously, the good thing is is um, the one good thing this year is that uh, obviously my show dropped on uh, on Netflix. So I've been kind of leading on that for some uh, some positivity. Um, so that's been really great. But um, it's been great, man. You know, I I've been doing very well. Um, you know, I I have a lot of stuff to do because I, I live on a farm, so I have like all kinds of animals to take care of. So you know, that takes up a lot of my day and then I'm still doing school. Um, so I'm doing that as well.
1: Yeah. So you keep, you've been keeping busy.
0: Oh yeah. Yes, sir. If it's inside or outside, I'm always doing something. There you
1: go. For, so, for, so for you, things haven't really changed that much.
0: No, no, nothing so much, man. Um, you know, obviously since we live on a piece of property and, and, you know, we're not interacting with a lot of people, uh, in and out of our little farm, I guess you can call it. Um, it's pretty much been the same thing. You know, we just, We go out there you know feed the animals take care of them uh you know check the fence whatever we got to do just mainly take care of them and then come inside and do school the only difference is you know i'm not going out with with friends and and, you know stuff like that because of the whole virus but uh basically everything at you know the house has been the same with animals or with school or whatever it may be
1: yeah so you've been acting for a few years now and like i said you mentioned you got the new show on netflix sweet magnolias we'll talk about that but uh Tell the listeners really quick uh, where you where you're from. So I'm from Orlando, Florida. Right. And you've there's a you got a, far, I, uh, you got a farm in Orlando. Oh, so you got a farm in Orlando?
0: Yes. Yeah, uh, it, it's actually right below Orlando, okay. like by the Kissimmee saint Cloud area. Uh, it's like 30 minutes south of there. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up. Uh, I grew up here. I'm, I'm a I'm a Florida boy. I'm from a hardcore Floridian. Uh, I, I was uh, born and raised here. I love the state. Um, but yeah, we have a little farm, uh, we have like, uh, horses, we have cows, uh, we have chickens. Now we actually, we used to have like everything on a stereotypical farm. Like we used to have sheep, lambs, goats, uh, hogs, like everything. And now, you know, we kind of brought it down a little bit. Oh, it was crazy. It was, it was a lot to take care of. So we kind of, you know, we took a step back a little bit and now we're just with the cows and the horses and the chickens. And it's a lot better than having pretty much every animal to exist.
1: No, wow. What's, the, what's your favorite thing about growing up on a farm?
0: You know, I think there's a lot of life lessons on a farm, personally. Um, you know, I think it teaches you responsibility at a very young age. And, you know, obviously that translates, you know, so you can become more mature and, and it definitely helps you out early on. You get a kind of step ahead of everybody else. And then also, um, you know, I think awareness is a big thing. You know, when you're on the farm and you're around animals that are, you know, thousand pound you got to be careful because even though most of our animals on our farm you can go right as a pet you know what i mean like they're the coolest things even the big cows and the bulls the big horns but um you know they're still wild animals you know what i mean so you still got to be careful of what they do you got to watch where you are watch where they are what you're doing because one little mistake you know it'd be pretty bad so you really got to watch what you're doing um you got to be very aware and i think that kind of translates you know into acting for example you know when you're in a scene you have to be very aware what your character is doing what your character is feeling his emotions what's going on and what his relationship is with that character or other person that you're you're filming a scene with so i think the awareness definitely has helped me not just as a person in everyday life but also as an actor in a lot of different ways
1: Mm. how old were you when you kind of had an idea that you wanted to get into the entertainment industry the acting world
0: so okay um I, I think every kid wants to be like on TV, right? Yeah. And I think every kid wants to. Do. But uh, and I got into the business, and I did like commercials and like photo shoots and stuff, and uh, things like that. But when I got my first big thing, which uh, was a Nickelodeon show in 2015 called Talia in the Kitchen, um, that show, I think, I, I think maybe two or three scenes in, I knew this is exactly what I wanted to do. Like, I fell in love with it right there. And I was having fun with the commercials and the magazines and, you know, the photo shoots and stuff. But this was, like, it was so much fun because, it was, you know, it was a TV show, right? It was going to be on TV. Like, this is huge. And I actually got to get a character. I got to bring, like, this new life and this new um, tendency. And I don't know what, where I'm trying to look for here. But um, I just got to bring a character to life. And I never really got to do that before with the other things. So, um, I think, like I said, maybe two or three scenes in. I fell in love with it. I had such a good time. I actually, the, the uh, daughter of the lady who got me into it, because my mom's a teacher. She taught this one girl, and her mom, you know, uh, she had a daughter that was an actress. So, you know, we became very close to that family. She kind of got me started a little bit. Oh, wow. And it's funny because the daughter that was the actress, she actually was on the show, too. So it all came back together. So I actually, I already knew some of the people that was on the cast. Uh, which is very cool. So, um, it was just a very cool experience overall it was my first big thing. I learned a lot of stuff there in you know, involving the acting industry. Um, so I pretty much fell in love with it, really oh. there.
1: Was there like anything else also, like you know, like were you watching like a TV show one day or a movie, and you're like, man, I, I think I want to try this.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I definitely uh, sat there and and would watch, uh, you know Adam Sandler, uh, Jim Carrey, just you know, funny funny movies like that, and I would just, I would just think, man, you know, I really want to go up there, I really want to want to do that, because I feel like I can bring some fun energy, because every actor has a different approach, right, every actor has their own style, and that's what makes that actor great, and like I was saying, you know, Jim Carrey, you know, Johnny Depp, all these people, they have that, that unique energy, right, so I thought, you know, I think I can bring something new, and I was only like eight or nine at this time, and, and I was already thinking like that, um, and I really wanted to do it. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of how I, I, you know, fell into the entertainment system. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, how, how do you deal with the whole pressure, like, you know, dealing or growing up in a farm, doing farm work, acting, school work, and, of course, you know, enjoying your childhood also?
0: Exactly. Um, you know, I think it just comes with growing up. Uh, I've been around it ever since I was born, you know what I mean? So I, I think it just becomes a natural thing. Um, and like I said, especially now we don't have as many animals, nowhere near as many animals as we used to. Uh, so that's been really nice. Um, but I think you just really have to adapt to it and it's really not that bad too. You know, once you kind of get it going a little bit and the momentum goes, it's kind of just a a day to day thing. Mm. You know what I mean? You kind of just go from it, you know, from there. Um, but you know, some days it is a lot, you know what I mean? You, you want to go do stuff, you want to go out, but Oh wait, you got the cows and you got the horses and their stalls. You might have to clean out. There's a lot of stuff that comes into that. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's more positives than negatives that come with it. You know, the rancher or, or country lifestyle that I think, taught, you know, uh, really uh, influences, um, mm. you know, me in a, in a positive way.
1: So when you told your parents, like, this is what you wanted to do, what was their reaction with all this?
0: Nobody in my family was in the, like in the industry or in the acting business. Yeah. Nobody was. Like I said, my mom was a, a teacher, and uh, remember, like I said, she taught that one girl and her mom uh, was already in the business. So we kind of just leaned on them for, like, you know, kind of getting our foot in the door, right, kind of get us started because, like I said, we knew nothing about it. Um, so they were like, really? Like, that's, that's what you, you want to do? Nobody in my family is into it or anything. My dad's a full-on, you know, cowboy ranch, and my mom's a teacher. So they're like, okay, well, uh, you know, they're – They've been very supportive, and not all parents are like that. Um, so, I, I give them just so much um, respect for that because they've been incredible and have just helped me in so many ways. Um, but, so yeah, they've been supporting me. They're like, all right, this is what you want to do. We'll go ahead and try it out. And I, you know, I kind of just worked my way up from, you know, the commercials and stuff to the TV. And obviously, it helped me out <laughs> in the long run. So, um, I definitely, they, they weren't so sure about it at first, but, uh, you know, it, it definitely took some, uh, some, um, convincing.
1: Yeah. Did you, uh, did you take any acting cl- uh, classes or did you just jump right into it?
0: Um, so after a few, like, uh, you know, um, like photo shoots, commercials, yeah. I started getting into the, the different, uh, little workshops and stuff with some, uh, casting directors Um, so yeah, I didn't just jump, jump. I didn't just jump right into it. It definitely, I kind of eased my way into it. And, you know, Erin, the lady that got me into it, you know, she knew that was going to be best for me. You know, you don't just want to throw somebody out there. Um, so they definitely helped me, you know, from ground level up, you know what I mean? It was kind of a, uh, you know, kind of worked the way up the stairs type of thing. Um, and I think that's definitely helped me out. And like, you know, like you just mentioned, I, I did take some acting classes and that helped me learn the fundamentals, you know what I mean, the, the building blocks of the the, uh, the industry and business. So um, I definitely, I, I took a lot when I was younger, without a doubt, and I still take some today. Mm-hmm.
1: You mentioned you did some commercials, right? Like, what were some of your favorite commercials that you did?
0: So there was this one commercial, uh, it was called True Milk, you know, the True Milk Milk. Yeah. And uh, I did this commercial, it was like my biggest one, it was nationwide, and I did it, I think, three, four years ago, maybe, about four years. And that was like heaven for me. I love chocolate milk, and it was for chocolate milk, Shremu. And on set, I got to drink like so much chocolate milk. It was amazing. Like, I loved it. It was so cool. And not just that, they had a sequence with me riding on a bike. And, you know, I love bikes. I love BMX bikes and stuff like that. So that was awesome for me, too. I absolutely love that. Um, so I got to ride bikes all day, drink chocolate milk. It was like it was heaven for me. I loved it. <laughs> And it came out super well, uh, so that was definitely one of my favorites too. Um, and also, like on that set too, like the uh, you know the, um, the the crew and everybody were so nice and just so cool. That was a really cool experience too. That was like my biggest commercial, so um, I really had a blast on set that day.
1: Had mm-hmm. a So you did, you know, you, you mentioned you did the Nickelodeon thing, and uh, you also had an episode or two on the Creep Show, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, how was that, the Creep Show?
0: Now, I am a huge horror fan. Like, I love horror films. I love horror TV shows. Um, so that was just amazing. And I'm a big fan of the old uh, creep show films because the show is based off of the old <laughs> creep show films uh, back in the 80s. Um, and so that was really exciting for me because I love the genre and, and love everybody involved with it and love the old film. So they made it into a horror anthology series, um, which is like, for everybody that doesn't know, it's like, you know, every, you know, you, or every... Episode has like too many stories in it. I was in one of the episodes. I think it's called, I think it's episode six. It's called The Companion. And um, it was so cool because listen, I walked in to the uh, to the callback for it. We had the audition, you know, the self-tape where I just went on camera, and we walked in to the actual audition up in Atlanta, Georgia. And I walked in, I saw Greg Nicotero. And for everybody that doesn't know who Greg Nicotero is, he is huge in the horror community. <laughs> he worked on like I Creep Show 2. He, he's done so much. He is uh, a huge guy on The Walking Dead. He directs a bunch of the episodes. He's huge. And that's why I know him from most. So I walked and I saw him and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this guy. And that was so cool. I, I was kind of starstruck. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so that was a really scary but really cool experience. And then when it comes to actually filming it, I had a blast. I mean, a bunch of the crew was from The Walking Dead. So, you know, I got to hear a bunch of stories from that. Um, and the, you know, and, and the whole story or you know, the whole episode, it's about, you know, this crazy supernatural force, right? Um, so obviously I get, you know, I get a little bloody and stuff. So that was really cool having like the fake blood. The lighting is so good. I love lighting in horror films, you know, that darkness, kind of eerie type stuff. And it's so good. Like there's this one, uh, there's this one shot and this, where this one sequence uh, takes place and it's on the farm. It's like on this farm, and you see the fog on the ground and the the uh, the moon in the back. It looks so good, and and you see the like the little oh my god, it's, it's so good. And um, so that was really cool. Just the set was good. The cinematography by uh by David Bruckner, who was the director, who I love. I'm a big fan of. He has the Ritual, which I believe is still on Netflix, a film of his that he directed. Um, and he is super talented. I got to work with him. Really cool guy. Um, and really everybody, everybody on set was so cool. Like I said, the cinematography, the lighting uh the the music is so good everything was really cool and it was all practical effects too like it wasn't a lot of CGI. that helped me personally i didn't really have to imagine a lot of stuff the guy that was in like the suit of the monster he was like seven foot tall his name's carrie and carrie was huge and like off like off screen when you know we're taking a break he would take off the the helmet of the the costume and just talk with me and then we, we went right back inside. You put it right back on, and then we go back to the, the craziness, the intense <laughs> scene that we were doing. Uh, so it was really funny. And uh, but it, the practical effects were really cool. It was just a really cool experience overall. And you know, I and I just I like I said, I'm a big horror fan. So finally being able to do a horror uh, project was a dream of mine. That's awesome.
1: And now you start on Netflix's Sweet Magnolia. Crazy ride, huh?
0: Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Cult. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. It's crazy.
1: Are you surprised about the way the show has gone on Netflix with the ratings and the reviews?
0: It's, you know what? It's so crazy because, you know, we expected the show to be big. Like, when it comes to the cast and crew, you know, they're all great people. And we knew, like, this. there's a special connection. We were all so close within the show. And usually not everybody gets along, but everybody on this set got along from, from the crew to the cast, everybody. This is one of the best just projects I've worked on because of the people. Everybody was so cool, and we'll get into it later too. But like that, like I got to work with people that I love, like that I just I'm a huge fan of. So that was really cool. Um, but anyways, like we were saying, uh, I forgot what we were saying. What was the question? Sorry. <laughs>
1: about how like how it's been going crazy on Netflix with the reviews and the, the way people are right. talking right. about it. Exactly. So we knew, we knew
0: it would be big, but we woke up the next morning. It dropped on a Tuesday, May 19th. We woke up the next morning, and it was number five on Netflix. That's right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. So it reached the top five just in one night, which is just it's ridiculous. And then it jumped up to number two. And it was number two for like four days. And then it hit number one, and that was like one of the most surreal. I mean, it was surreal just being at number five, but it, when it hit number one, I can't really explain what I was feeling like. It was just, it was pure happiness. And, I mean, my my social media blew up. There's so much positivity. That's all I'm seeing. There's, like, no negative stuff. Everybody's loving the show. And I think the main reason for that is, is it drops May 19th. And, obviously, 2020 has been a crazy year, right? Right. And, you know, this show is about, about love, family, friends, and community, and coming together as one. And that's something we need right now. You know what I mean, and it's something that that a lot of people need. So it dropped at the right time, and I think a big part of its success is because it did drop at the right time, and because people can relate to it. You know, there's there's a lot of diver- uh, diversity in the show. It, it reaches to it, it really appeals to all audiences. You know, you have like the teenage storyline, the adult storyline, and then we have they call them the Silver Magnolias, which is like the elders and their storyline. So there's so many, there's so much stuff going on, and Everybody can at least relate to one character, and that's what makes that show so special and so good. In the chemistry between all of us, like I said, I became so close with all the the actors and all the crew, and you see that because you know when it comes to acting, teamwork is one of the biggest things. Teamwork is so important, and our teamwork in the show, our chemistry was so good, and because our relationship with, or, uh, relationships with everybody was so good, you see an amazing final product that everybody like i said from the cast to the crew to the editors you can see that they put their their heart and their soul into this project and i'm so glad that it's influencing all these people and people are always are, are you know dming me and messaging me saying you don't know how much i needed this right now and you know you helped me so much and just to realize that i've had an impact on somebody's life it's
1: that's awesome
0: it's insane there really isn't any words for that and i mean really to all the fans to everybody watching you know, I can say thank you because they've been incredible. And the response from it, the love, has been just amazing. Really.
1: Now, you play Kyle on the show. Do you remember the day that you went in there for your audition? Was it, a, was it a self-tape or was it going in there for the audition?
0: So the first audition I did was a self-tape. Um, so all we had was, like, the little the character breakdown. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was so, you know, I, I didn't really go into the, the second time, the second audition was actually going into the self-tape. Um, but yes, yeah, so when I first got Kyle for the first audition, I remember I was like, okay, so this is a Netflix thing. That's really cool. I love Netflix. I mean, I love Netflix seriously. And uh, especially these past like four months. Um, right. <laughs> But I remember first getting Kyle and and just seeing all the similarities with him already. Just, just in, the, in the character breakdown, he is a middle child and he's an actor. I can relate with him right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And middle child, I'm an actor, so a lot of the stuff I feel him in a lot of different situations. Um so and you don't connect with the character like that a lot. You really don't. So that was something special. And I I fell in love with this character. Um and you know just by the scenes they seems the scenes that they gave me were so fun. And and one was actually really, really um, intense with the character and I love that. Um but it was it was great, and I fell in love with them. And then you know, I went into the callback when I went up to Atlanta, Georgia once again, and I went in front of uh, Norman Buckley, who is an executive producer and director of most of the episodes. Um, and I believe that uh, one of the producers were in there, too. I can't really remember. Um, and I went in there, and you know, I, I I saw them, and Norman Buckley was really big. I knew exactly who he was. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. And I saw him there, and I walked in. I remember uh, just doing my scenes and him giving me different directions. And, um, I just, I felt so confident, um, because I, I I just, I seen the smile on their faces and I knew I was like, this is going to be good. This is great. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that was a really cool experience. And then probably maybe three weeks later, um, I got a call saying you booked it. And that was one of the coolest experiences ever, um, because I got a role that I really wanted to get because of this character and how I related to this character. Um, so the whole audition process was a really fun one. Um, there was a lot of anxiety involved because, you know, three weeks was kind of a long time, you know right. what I mean? Um, but it was great. It was, it was definitely... Uh, I'm really happy that I got it. I mean, it's one of the best uh, productions I've been on. It's mm. been incredible.
1: So, did, do you think... Did you find it easy to, like, prepare for this role since it was kind of, like, similar to, like, your style in your life?
0: Um, yes and no. There's there's a lot of stuff that um, that you really have to get used to. For example, Kyle has a bit of a a southern twang with him so for the first week on set i had a dialect coach uh that was like you know kind of guiding us through the accent that was very interesting um so i kind of had to get used to that and now what's funny about that too with the accent is now every time i'm like i'm just i'm talking about kyle you know i it's so weird you'll hear a little bit of like little twang come in and it's really strange so now I, i i just i you know taught my mind to actually you know Go ahead and do an accent with it. It's really weird how it works. It's really strange. I'll catch myself doing it sometimes. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but that definitely took me a little bit. Um, they told us about it a month before, so that gave me to kind of practice it and get used to it. I did a Zoom call with the the coach also, um, so that helped me out a little bit. Um, that was probably one of the biggest challenges. Um, also, I think the emotion, like before shooting this show. I didn't have to, it was more of like, like you know, Creep show, which is intense, not a lot of emotion, but just intensity and horror. And then you have the, uh, the Nickelodeon show and Burned It on 1 and 2, which are two other films that I did. Now, all that, the, the family acting, there really isn't a lot of sadness involved. It's happiness, you know, joy. This was, you know, a hardcore drama. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of intense emotional scenes. And I, I really haven't, like, done that or, you know, booked a project or done a big project Where there was like actual, you know, emotion involved Mm -hmm. and sadness. And so that was a really cool take um, that I really haven't been able to like fully dive into yet. Um, So that was really interesting, really fun. And I'm glad that I got to show that side of my acting. You know what I mean? So I'm really glad that I I got that opportunity. Um, So, yeah.
1: So, how was it working with the cast? And like, you know, your mother is played by, uh, Joanne Garcia Swisser, then you have Chris Klein on the show, and you know a few other people. Like, how would you like describe your relationship with her on set?
0: Let me tell you something. When I walked into that that the table read, and I and I seen these people, I'm like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it because they didn't announce the cast until after the table read that night. Wow. Um, May. um So when I walked in, I I didn't really expect you know anything crazy. But I walked in and I started seeing these people and the first person I saw, that caught my eye was Jamie Lynn Spears because I'm a big Zoe 101 fan. Like I saw her, but I haven't seen her since she was like 15 or 14 years old. So I wasn't sure that was her. I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll say hi. And then Chris Klein, I know him, you know, big, uh, big actor and an incredibly nice guy. Um, and I'll get to that in a minute too. Um, and Justin Brewing, who I know once again, an incredible person. Carson Rowland, I know him because he's, he's actually a mutual friend uh, with the same actors that kind of got me started that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, it's, once again, it's a very small world. It's funny how it works. And uh, just a bunch of these actors that I already know. And then actually my mom, Maddie, there was a, uh, a recap um, that kind of went on there. So the first time I saw Joe or Joanna was about uh, a month after that table read because Brady Film uh, some stuff but now they recast it and uh we had uh, joanna come in now and joanna I, I the first time i met her was was it was super cool because i i i saw her we were it was like uh it was actually a lunch break and uh i remember walking and she was on the phone i didn't want to interrupt her but eventually you know we sparked some conversation and i was super nervous because i know her from reba And let me tell you something, my mom used to watch Reba all the time, so, like, I knew exactly who uh, Joanna was. Um, So that was really cool. And we eventually started talking, and she is just so nice and such a cool person. And that really goes for the entire cast. Like, everybody was so cool and so nice and just, you know, and once again, not every production is like that. It really isn't. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it was so special. And like I said, you see that translate into the show and you see that chemistry. You see that love. You see that, that relationship that's there. You know what I mean? You see that little spark that that um, definitely is, is very positive, um, you know, and, and definitely influences the, the show. So um, that was a, a very big and, and important thing. But everybody was so cool. Like I remember with Chris Klein, um, our first thing we did together, I talked a little bit uh, beforehand um, at the table read, and then asked, we had like a little dinner that night too at this one restaurant. I talked to him there. But I really talked with him when we did our first scene together and we were uh, waiting in, in the, the waiting room and uh, he, he called me over, we were sitting there and he called me over like, Hey, hey come here. And he actually, in the show, he has a Southern accent. His char- character does Bill Townsend, um, but he kept the accent off screen too. Like he would still keep it. Um, so that was really funny. So he never broke the accent. And he said, Hey, Logan, come here. So I went over and we talked like a good 30 to 40 minutes and just, we learned so much about each other and, and that helped with that chemistry. And I became close with Chris Klein, which I never thought I would. That was really cool. Um, but now it's everybody. Like, I just, it was it was something special. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, not every production is like this. It really isn't. So um, I was really blessed to be a part of it.
1: My guess is you can't wait for season two to start filming it.
0: Let Listen, let me tell you something. Okay, so there's obviously a big cliffhanger at the end. We don't know anything about the cliffhanger either. So we're sitting here. We're as anxious as you guys are. We want the season two. And, I mean, it, it's looking that way. You know what I mean? It reached number one on Netflix. Just in this past week, I saw a thing saying that I think 1.1 million people watched it just this past week. So I'm like, that's just crazy. I'm That many people tuned in. Imagine what it was like the first week it came out. I'm like, that's just insane. So, obviously, a lot of people are loving it. A lot of people are wanting to know what's going on with that cliffhanger because I am too. So hopefully, we need a season two. We, we really need a season two. I mean the support. The support has been incredible. Everybody seems like they're really loving the show. Um, so hopefully Netflix, fingers crossed, that they give us a season two because I think we definitely need it.
1: There you go. So throughout the throughout, you said you'd spoke to Chris Klein, right? Like, did he give you any acting advice? Because he's been in he's been in the industry for years.
0: Yeah. Um, well, with that little time that thirty to forty minute talk, we kind of talked about. Uh, it's funny because he, uh, you know, likes the, the bull riding stuff too and, and uh, you know, the bulls and the cows and stuff um, and the ranch life. So we, we mainly talked about that. Um industry wise he, he really just told me just to to, to keep a um, a level head, you know what I mean, just make sure that um, you stay the way you are, don't change because, like you said, you know, with Netflix, everything drops at once. He you said, you're going to blow up. He said, you're going to go from, you're going to gain a good, you know, uh, you know, tens of thousands of followers. So he's like, you know, you just gotta go ahead and, and keep a level ahead, man. Yeah. Um, and uh so that was a very, super good advice from him. And he said, you know, your parents are, are always writing us up like that. Um so uh it was great, you know, um he, he gave me some some great advice, not just on acting but um great personal advice that uh that I'll definitely use.
1: Yeah. So I read online that you, you're interested in like, you know, you wanna produce, you wanna direct, but you also want to do like sports commentating.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I want to be in the entertainment business, uh, really all around, you know what I mean, I see myself being there, I see myself um, just being in the business, because I, I really fallen in love with it, and and uh, like you said, directing, producing, writing, I would love that, I feel like, especially with this show, we had three different directors throughout the season, um, so I got to see everybody's different you know, style, their, their different vision, and I think you know, that kind of influenced me a little bit because I think you can take little bits and pieces from each and every person and create your own vision, right? So, that was very interesting. And writing, too. writing's is another thing I want to do. I think, you know, I I always see myself uh, wanting to, you know, a story to go one direction, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I always see myself doing that. And I think writing would be really cool. And sports commentating. I'm a very big sports fan, especially football, NFL, college football. That'd be really cool. I have, like, all this useful information about football in my head <laughs> so awesome. you know that'd be really cool uh yeah. to go to that so yeah man
1: who do uh, who do you root for in uh, the nfl and then uh, for college
0: so nfl i'm a buccaneer fan and we got tom brady and rob so woohoo uh so that's awesome uh hopefully you know we kind of go back to our old early 2000s ways uh we'll see how that goes um but i'm a Tampa bay fan because once again i live like by the orlando area and they're like the hometown team basically and then college football, which I probably watch the most. I'm a big Florida Gator fan, UF. Um, I, you know, I watch NFL every season, but like college football, I like analyze that stuff. Like I am into college football, and I'm a big UF uh, fan. I'm also a UCF fan here in Central Florida because once again, that's the hometown team. But I'm a Gator fan all the way. I've been, I was, I was born and raised a Gator fan. There's Gator uh, clothes on me as a baby, all kinds of stuff. I've been a Gator fan uh, for a super long time. Um, that's another thing, too. Oh, my gosh. So, it's funny because, like, I'm getting all these the different, like, Gator players and all these football players, like, saying, hey, I love the show. And it's, like, the craziest, thing either, or the craziest thing ever because they're looking at me and they're like, hey, I'm a big fan. And I'm like, no. It's like, I'm a big fan of you. <laughs> so, it's, that's a really funny aspect that I'm loving so much because I'm like, I love you. You're so cool. You're such a good athlete. And then they love my show. Like, it's just – it's so crazy. But – um, yeah man I'm a, I'm a very big sports fan um so that's really really cool
1: i think you're gonna have a special year with the bucks i'm, I'm a patriots fan so when brady left man i was heartbroken
0: <laughs> yeah it's crazy i mean you know he's gonna retire in the next two years anyway so right. you know that's
1: good there you go yeah. so uh what's next for you any other projects that are going to come out that you've already finished or what's the what's your next thing
0: uh no, no nothing i can speak on um but you know obviously just trying to do my best you know what i mean trying to keep on getting stuff out the busier the better um but once again nothing i can I not can speak of yet yeah. um but hopefully um hopefully uh you know we uh we get to that soon um but with the whole virus going on you know that kind of set the acting industry back it's finally just starting to kind of get back going again um but uh there was that big gap of time for what three months where you know nothing was going on in the in the business or in the industry. Mm. So on um, that kind of set back a lot of stuff. So now they're trying to get everything situated. I don't really know where, where it's going right now with all the, the, the filming and stuff. Um, hopefully uh, it gets going here a little uh, soon because I'm missing it, man. I'm missing it so much. It's my passion. I love it. Uh, so hopefully uh, it kind of gets going.
1: Mm. Lastly, uh, how can the listeners uh, find you on social media? So
0: I am mostly on Twitter and Instagram, uh, mostly Instagram. Uh, it's Logan Allen with it's in front of Logan Allen that's like in the username uh, and I post all kinds of stuff I post like behind the scenes of Sweet Magnolias I post on Twitter random thoughts throughout the day uh, so you guys can follow me there um, and I do live videos too so we do Q&As all kinds of stuff so if you guys follow me there on Twitter and Instagram once again it's it's Logan Allen and that's my, uh, my username
1: alright Logan man, this was fun thank you for coming on